following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to a Tip of the Cap podcast brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap podcast. I am Coach Jaws, and I am here with you to talk about another, uh, you know... I've been thinking a lot about this one and what to do for the next episode. Uh, I do have a guest coming on next week, so this will be a uh, another short one of just yours truly talking a little bit, but uh, uh, I'm excited to be bringing on uh, my first guest in a while now that the season has slowed down, uh, fall ball is underway, and things are kind of moving toward the winter workout time. Um, first and foremost... Um, you know, I, I do have some big news coming personally. Uh, I will share that with you guys at a later time. Just getting all my ducks in a row, uh, T's crossed, I's dotted, and what have you. Um, but today's topic is going to be about preparing our athletes for college. Uh, there's a lot of em- emphasis put on getting our players, our students, our athletes into college, but what do we actually do to prepare them for college? Um you know, and, and this kind of goes into both the high school and the travel coaching realm, uh, because I believe this is a concerted dual effort. Um, you know, obviously high schools, a lot of them uh, have a minimum GPA to be eligible to play sports. And I think one of the things that gets lost in that is just because that's what you have to do to be able to play in high school doesn't mean that that's what you will be allowed to do and continue to play or even start to play uh, come college time. You know, I know when I uh, when I played in high school and even when I coached in high school recently, um, you know, and for a long time, the, the, the it was a 72. You had to have a 72 or you were at considered academically ineligible by the school. Uh, I don't know if other schools necessarily have the same. I don't know if that's uniform across all schools, if that's. You know, uh, you just can't be like some schools might be. You can't be. You just can't f- be failing. Um, but yeah, seventy-two overall was the uh, was the bare minimum. And then in my household, uh, my parents had eighty-five, and I can tell you, but it was eighty-five in every subject. Uh, I was always a high B student, always a really good test taker, and um, my my biggest issue was always getting my homework in. Not even doing my homework, I would do it, but I wouldn't get it in. Uh, I would find ways to lose it between getting it done and having to turn it in that day. So, uh, you know, and we had a lot of battles in our house because, you know, like I always struggled with with some math, uh, with the math side of things and some certain sciences that were math heavy I struggled with. And I'd still be in the 80s, but not in 85. And they, you know, there were some battles in our house because of that. Excuse me. But, um, you know, I, I think the grades thing is something that you know a lot of athletes either do or can struggle with uh, more than 
I think we're willing to to let on sometimes, but you know that that's one of the easiest ones to to not only control but to be able to see uh, and and get a, get a feel for for our athletes. Some of the things that we struggle with though is balancing the we'll call it like we'll call it a work life balance. Um, you know, obviously we want our student athletes to have fun, be kids, enjoy and have, you know, and, and, and be able to go and do things that are fun, recreational and outside of the sport. But at the same time, um, you know, and, and this stems from a conversation I was having with another coach recently about an athlete who wants to do more, wants to be better and wants to play in college, but struggles when it comes to um, getting the work in, uh, you know, and, and it's, you know, doing doing the lifting the running the you know the the stuff that's not just going and banging in a cage or just throwing off a mound or just taking some ground balls going to practice playing a game or two you know it a lot of it had has to do with what you do outside of those times you know because in this day and age everybody can play fall ball uh there's fall ball to be found if you want to play and you know this for this time of year there's all there's you know more summer teams now than there ever have been you know, more, tra- more teams that travel and go out of town and do tournaments and see different uh, types of competition and what have you than there's ever been. I mean, I've talked about that a few times on the show, just the amount of teams and organizations that are out there. You know, it, it's, it's, no small, it's no small number. They're, everyone can play as many games as they'd want to. Uh, everyone can practice. Everyone can find cage time and mound time and field time. Uh, I know high schools do off-season workouts, whether you call them open gyms or intramurals or whatever, you know, whatever they may be. There's always, um, you know, there's always time to practice. And really, what separates the kids that are not just get into college, but then end up doing well in college, are, is what they do outside of that. You know, what what you do outside of your practice times, outside of your cage times, your mound times, and outside of practices and games. You know, and and that's really what we, what it boils down to. And, you know, when you prepare a kid for college, uh, a lot of it has to do with the ability to not only do and be an adult uh, in, in certain, in certain aspects, you know, um, when I, when we used to take our teams on the road, I know this is more of a, more considered a little ar- archaic at times, but uh, you know, I, I had kids that at 13, 14, 15 years old had never ordered their own food at a restaurant. Uh, they didn't know how to do laundry, you know, and these are, these are things that when you're, when you go to college, um, you know, unless you're, I got, we'll call it fortunate enough to live close enough to commute to a college that you're going to, to play a sport. You know, I, when I played, uh, well, I'll put it this way, four of my five years in school, I lived on campus because that was just, it was easier. Uh, the, the one year I didn't was when I was at Buff State and I was no longer playing football. And I, I lived on campus my first year because it was going to be too hard to juggle early morning lifts, early morning practices, uh, weekend stuff and everything and while driving back and forth, back and forth all the time and just being on campus was easier. So, you know, but, but part of that, one of the things I really, I really wasn't ready for was juggling the responsibility of doing all those things and keeping your grades up, you know, and doing the homework and and doing all the stuff you want to do on the side, you know, uh, and, and that's something it's, it's a good habit. You don't want to, 
I don't want to say you want to overly structure your athletes. You don't want to sit there and hand them an itinerary of what they need to be doing every minute of the day, but just keeping tabs on them and what they're doing and what they're getting done uh, throughout the day. And, you know, are, are they able to wake up, do go for a run, do a workout, whatever it is they need to do, go to class, be attentive in class, keep their grades up, get out, either go to, if they're a, a multi-sport athlete, go to another team's practice or another uh, another sport practice, then get home, eat, do their homework, and then do, like, possibly go to another practice. You know, are they able to handle that, or is it a thing where their grades start to slip because they want to go, they want to go play, and uh, they want to go, they want to go to practice for their sport that they're in season for, and then maybe they have, or maybe they have a game, and then they want to hit the cages, and you know, but then the homework didn't get done for a week. You know, are they those kids that find a reason or excuse not to hit the gym today, not to go for a run today? Um, you know, not to do if they have rehab work to do. If you, you know, if you're a pitcher and you're trying to take care of your arm, are you that kid that? Are you? Know, are they that kid that finds a reason to not do band work, not do whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing? Um, you know, because Call of Duty is more important, or Fortnite is more important, or you know, uh, and it could be anything. You know, it could be any. You know, and, and there are kids who uh, I know a couple that you know have have told me in the past, like, yeah, I had to figure out a way to. You know, I, I love watching the Cleveland Indians play. Or sorry, the Cleveland baseball team play baseball. So when I have homework or something to do, like I have to, I had to figure out a way to focus to get my stuff done before the game or, uh, be able to like rearrange my schedule to work out and be able to watch the game while I'm working out downstairs or, you know, find a way to put it on or listen to it at the gym or whatever it may be, uh, you know, and also being okay with making sacrifices, you know, maybe you can't catch the game live. Maybe you have to catch the highlights or DVR it or you know, maybe you miss it entirely and got to catch it the next morning on Sports Center or look it up online uh, on the bus on the way to school. But you know, making sacrifices for the things that you want or deciding whether or not that's something you really want, and that that's a tough conversation to have with a high school athlete. You know, especially a kid who might be, you know, a seventh, eighth, ninth grader. Uh, I work with a young man right now who, you know, in seventh and eighth grade was kind of just a goofy little league kid who liked baseball but liked other stuff just as much if not more and you know in in between his freshman and sophomore year he kind of went oh damn I like I really I really love baseball I love playing like I I, I love every, every chance I get I want to play and want to practice and uh, everything else and I you know I'd really like to play college baseball and you know we had a tough tough conversation that like hey man not for nothing but we got to make some big changes here because you're late to the party uh you know you're 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 late to doing what you need to do and you know, 16 to 18 house league games and some, you know, hitting lessons that I got to work in, uh, you know, gimmicks and uh, different different exercises just to keep you focused. You know, that's not going to get it done. And to the kid's credit, uh, he he's done great. He's really bought in. He works out. Uh, he has gone to a spot, gotten to a spot now where he tried out for and made a program that probably he would have looked goofy and out of place at even just a year or two ago, um, you know, but that was a decision he made that he wanted to, to make a change and, you know, and, and get bigger, get faster, get stronger and play better, um, you know, but and but that was a tough conversation to have to have where, you know, if you and, and some of it, I think, is a lack of education, you know, not not lack of education is in 
you know, having not gone through it or been in there and seen it and done it. Uh, but some of it is that, you know, some of it is not understanding what you're getting into when you go to college baseball or when you go to any any college sport, really college baseball, softball, football, hockey, basketball, anything. You know, it, it's not just, oh, I get like, you know, you go from your senior year where and again, I can only speak from what I know where you go from your senior year where, oh, I'm done with class at noon and my first three classes of the day were three kind of cakewalk classes that I can kind of just sleepwalk through and then I go and I grab McDonald's and I go home and I take a nap and then I wake up and I make sure I have my stuff and then I show up to to practice that day and you know I like I, when you go to practice uh this was something actually I'm, I'm gonna put this one on pause I'm gonna push push this one to late a little bit later in the episode um but you know so you go to practice and then you get done with practice and it's oh let's go out you know we're going out to eat and then you know I get home and maybe I have like a couple couple quick things of homework to do and then I stay up till three four in the morning playing you know playing Xbox or playing PlayStation and then all of a sudden it's college time and you have a full class load you have you know three classes on Monday Wednesday Friday and two classes that are a little bit longer on Tuesday Thursday you're expected to be up first thing in the morning to lift you're expected to be you know on on the field by three thirty four o'clock you're you know, when you get done, you have manda- mandated study hours for the team. You have mandated um, library hours for the team. You have community service for the team. And all of a sudden, well, when do I have time to either? It's, it's either when do I have time to do the fun stuff that I want to do? And well, this was this was one of the fun things you wanted to do. This this was the fun thing that you worked for. And now it's not so, you know, it's, it's more like a job. It's It's more like work. And, you know, that's something that a lot of kids aren't necessarily prepared for. And it's why you see some kids who are very talented high school players fail in college because they're not used to putting their nose to the grindstone and getting the work done. You know, you can have fun. You can, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying you can't, you know, have late nights with the boys and, you know, hang out and do stuff and have fun and be a kid. And again, really, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about being a kid. Um, you know, but some of the, there are there are kids who get a glimpse of that in their senior year a little bit where, you know, maybe they go to a school dance on a Friday night and they have an early Saturday game in the spring and, you know, they show up, they're moving a little slower, a little bit worse for the wear. And, you know, guess what? You you might be one of the top players on your high school team, but when you go to college and that 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 maybe that day was your shot. You know, maybe that day was your shot to, to make an impression and to make an impact and you showed up tired and dragging ass, and next thing you know, you know, coach sees you kind of dragging through warm-ups and stuff, makes a lineup change, and you never get a shot. Um, you know, and, and it's always about what's important. You know, it's when you have a coach who's being tough on you and trying to push you a little bit, It's he's not trying to be a jerk. He's trying to, you know, it, like for me, it was always if you expressed interest in playing at the next level, I pushed. Uh, you know, I, I pushed because I knew – because for every single kid that looked at me and said that, I had two to three more that looked back and said, I wish I would have worked harder in high school. I wish I would have done more. Um, you know, I had a young man at one point who looked and said, you know, this is tough. Like, this is hard. It's not, you know, it's, you know, these first two to three weeks of practice have been absolute hell. And he came back his first year from college and he went, those three weeks were nothing. <laughs> you know, and it was it was a point where he was struggling with it as a senior in high school or as a junior in high school, whatever it was. And then he went to college and went, yeah, I miss those days because it's just different. The expectations are so much higher. 
And it's something that, you know, as, as coaches and as, you know, as instructors, it's something we need to push and, and teach and try to try to ingrain. And I don't think we ever will. I don't think we'll ever really, really get through to a kid of how much tougher the next step is. Um, but all we can do is get them as close to it as, as they'll allow us to and then hope that they can adjust because, oh, wow, it is the next level. Um, you know, and it, it's funny, too, because. You see all this and you hear these kids and they come back and like, you know, <laughs> you, you could put 12 of them in front of a team of, of, you know, a high school team and say, yeah, listen, like these guys are going to push you, but it's nothing. It is nothing compared to the next level. And those kids be like, yeah, right. And then they could be the next group of 12 that come back and be like, it's nothing like the next level. Uh, and, you know, it. I think it's something that gets lost a little bit. You know, every, everyone wants to talk. Uh, especially in the high school and travel realm about being, you know, about having dudes like, oh, this, this you know, I, I, this guy's just a dude. He's just a dude. I mean, I hear, you hear it all the time. You see it tweeted all the time. How many dudes out there are there? Uh, and then you, they go to college and they find out that they're not a dude. They're just a guy. And, you know, I, I think it's, to some extent we do a disservice there. Um, you know, there, there are some kids who you, who really are built a little bit different. And, you know, I think those truly stand out. Um, but I think it's something that gets lost in, you know, commitments and recruitment and everything else that getting a kid to commit somewhere is more important than getting than like what, what they do when they get there. And it's almost like, uh, well, I helped get him there. And now it's, you know, now it's on him. Now it's somebody like, well, he didn't, he didn't pan out. And that's, you know, that's not on me. I, you know, I got him there. Uh, you know, I, I want to see my guys go and, and be successful. I want to see my guys go and start. I want to see my guys faces all over other, you know, colleges and pro semi pro, whatever, uh, you know, social media. I want to see their faces everywhere. I want to see them getting mentioned in articles. I want to see them getting posted highlights and, you know, and that to me is a bigger tell to how you did as a coach and preparing them for that level and, and not taking credit for it. Like, and, and that's the, I think that's something that, you know, a lot of guys lose too is, you know, like I want to see my guys on their colleges, Facebooks, uh, Twitters, Instagrams and stuff. Not because I want to say, look what I did because that's not it. You know, as a coach, yes, we all, we help them get there, but, you know, and we, we help to prepare them to succeed there. But, you know, a lot of it's on them, too. Uh, you know, and it's not taking credit. It's it's being proud. Uh, you know, it's being proud of seeing guys that you had a hand in do what they do, you know, do what they do and be who they are uh, and be and see the men they grow into. Uh, so please don't get that twisted at all. Um, but, you know, I, I would like to see more of a push to and, and maybe it's a program thing. Um and I could be wrong because I know that there are there have been some really really great uh, one we'll call them one off teams or you know independent teams. Uh, I had Coach Trippy on who had probably one of the best teams uh, coming through the showcase age at uh, at that age group in a long time with the Renegades, and a lot of those guys are off doing great things in college. Uh, but that that had like that had a program mentality that had a, the mentality of you know build and grow and be be ready for the next level you know and things got harder every year they they played tougher competition every year and you know where there's some teams that go out there and 
oh yeah, we're going to go and we're going to play low level tournaments and, you know, look at the hardware, look at all the wins, look at all the cool stuff we did. And then, you know, but like, Hey, uh, how'd your kids do in, how, how did, how did the kids on your team do in school ball this year? Well, the ones that made it did. Okay. Like you, you, you should be striving for your entire team making their high school team starting and contributing and then going like going to the next level and doing the same and and not only that but then not washing out because they're prepared for it you know and th- and that preparedness is really the heart of this conversation is just being ready to manage their their food manage their sleep manage their workload uh and practice and everything oh and enjoying being part of things being part you know going and doing stuff uh in college cuz that's part of it man you know uh, you, you, I, I never wanted to be the guy that looked back and said like, oh man, I wish I would have done this. And I mean, if you listen to some of the story, if, you know, if we sit down and talk someday and you know, there, there, I, I've, I've done a lot of cool stuff in my day. Um, there are also things that I missed out on things that I didn't do that I wish I would have, uh, you know, but that those also come hand in hand with sacrifice. Uh, a little known story here, and then I'll get to the thing I was going to talk about about practicing, um, which is which is something I 100% stole. Uh, but you know, it was probably my probably my third or fourth year coaching at at, at Lancaster, and um, with my work schedule, I had started working where I currently work full time, uh, and my you know a group of my friends were going to I want to say Myrtle Beach. I could be wrong. Uh, they, they were going somewhere down south, I believe Florida, I don't know, somewhere uh, for spring break. And at the last minute, I looked and I was like, you know, I get out of work on Sunday. They're leaving Sunday. Like, I could get in a car with them. I'm pretty sure it was Myrtle Beach. I can get in the car with them, like, sleep like I would getting out of work and then, like, be the one who drives through the night for us because I'm used to working night shift at this point like sleep the start of Monday and then like hang out, do spring break all week. And then we can get home like in time for me to get back to work the following weekend because I had, because the way my work schedule laid and it was something I was going to do. And uh, having a conversation with, um, uh, with my coaching staff at the high school at the time, I brought it up. I said that, you know, this is something I'd like to do. This is something that, you know, I've kind of always wanted to do this is I'm just out of college. Like this is going to be really my last shot to do a spring break type thing. And, you know, it's something I, I would definitely be interested in, in in doing. And we had a conversation. It was like, listen, you you absolutely can. Uh, you know, it is absolutely something you can miss this week. And it's no big deal. Um, you know, and for all we know, it was going to rain all week because there was rain in the forecast. And if you know, if you know, Buffalo, <laughs> if there's a chance of rain, it might rain all week. So, uh, you know, he like, listen, you can go, but, uh, you know, keep something in mind. You know, we tell these kids that if you if you go on a spring break trip, this is before we took our spring training trip. Uh, if you go and, you know, you, you you leave your starting job behind uh, you. Like if you go on a vacation during the season, you, there is a chance you come back and somebody had to step had to step in for you because you weren't here. And in turn, they played well enough to, to, to stay playing and you have to re-earn that spot. Uh, and if you go on a vacation with friends, you, you leave your jersey behind. You, know, you leave your spot on the team because you knew you were playing baseball, and uh, uh, you know a, a, a trip with your buddies is not a good enough reason to miss a week of, a week of the season. 
He goes, now you're a coach, you're an adult, so it's different. You know, you, you can say this is something that, you know, you can kind of enforce rules on the team and, you know, you're, you're the assistant coach. So it's not as big of a deal as the head coach missing and so on and so forth. He's like, listen, you know, when you got the, when you first got your job, you missed two weeks because you were training. That's different, you know, but like you're going on a, you're choosing to go on a vacation with your friends and you know, that, that doesn't need to be any of their business. Um, but if they find out and they know our rule, like they're going to look at you funny again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you if you go, you're done because you're not, you're absolutely not. You do a great job here. Um, but you know, just understand what it might look like. And I chose not to go. Uh, I, I chose to stay and coach and, you know, it was a great way. We had a great year and a great run with that team. And, you know, d- do I wish I would have went sometimes? Absolutely. You know, I, I sit around, I'm still friends with every single guy that went on that trip. And they, you know, there's times that those stories come up and the, you know, the funny, the funny anecdotes, the laughs, the, 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 the parties, the times, you know, on the beach, whatever was all, you know, I wish I had the story of, you know, playing, you know, uh, playing games on the beach with the Virginia Tech volleyball team. That would be a great story to have. I don't have it because I have a story of staying with my team and, you know, going on to win a sectional championship. And, you know, that was, that was a decision I made and a sacrifice I made for the team. And those are things that, you know, I've always been big on trying to lead by example on, um, you know, and I'm not perfect and I do make mistakes and I do falter and I have faltered. And, um, I, you know, that's not a secret. That's not, I, I, anybody who tells you they are perfect and they've never done anything wrong or never, never made a mistake is, is absolutely incorrect. But, you know, my, my point of telling that story is, you know, sometimes you have to teach sacrifice by making a sacrifice. Um, you know, and there there were times that we had guys and families who didn't necessarily agree with that ruling, but it was also something that you know that story. Like, hey, I could have went as a twenty four year old, uh, you know, twenty two, uh, no, no, twenty three, twenty three year old, twenty two or twenty three year old, just out of college. Uh, I could have went to spring break with my buddies and had the time of my life. I didn't because the team rules are the team rules, and they apply to me too, and. You know, parents weren't happy about it a few times, but they they made it work for uh, for them, for for them, their player and for us, because sometimes you do have to make a sacrifice for the team. Um, You know, and and preparing kids to make those choices, you know, do you stay home and, you know, you you got an early game tomorrow or you got to catch the bus early? Do you stay home and get a good night's sleep so you're rested and get on the bus and go play? Or do you hang out, go out, go out a little late and, you know, kind of show up like warmed up dog poop the next day, you know, then those are the things that I think we need to help prepare our players for better. Um, you know, I think that's the next step of evolution of these of, of teams and, and programs that claim to be prep programs, you know, preparing kids to to go to the next level, not just trying to not just helping them get to the next level, but pre- prepare them to succeed at the next level. And I think there are a couple that do a fantastic job at that, um, you know, and that's not for me to say on the air one way or the other, but uh, that's how when I, when I was in the in the summer ranks, that's how it was. That's how we were. That's what we were trying to do. And, um, you know, there are some teams that have really taken that up to heart, you know, over the past four or five years. And, um, you know, I think the more people see and do that, the more um you know, the better baseball in this area is going to be, and you know, and, and, and you can see the detractors from, from people like, oh, well, who do they beat? Okay, well, who cares? You know, uh, they have a team with almost a 95% placement rate and a 90% uh, 
uh, retention rate in college. Like the kids go to school and they stay and they, and they, you know, they have solid careers. Uh, you know, and some of these teams are lucky to send a couple guys to be bench players on, you know, on, on some teams. So, um, you know, maybe maybe not just getting your kid to commit, but getting your kid prepared to, for that level on top of not not just to, but to stay. Don't get to that level, stay at that level. And then who knows, maybe go up from there even. Um, and my, my last part is I saw something from uh, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, as he's called, uh, from Jackson State. And he, he was commenting about, about practice. Uh, and, you know, and he said, Kid, kids, teams, players at all levels of all sports don't they don't practice the right way anymore. They, you know, they practice to practice. You know, they practice because they should. They practice because practice is how you get better. And practice has become a thing in and of itself. Um, but we but when he says you practice to practice, it's you you practice. You have a set amount of reps. You have a set amount of time that you're going to be there, and you're counting the reps. You're counting the minutes. You're you know always looking at the wall, always checking the clock, always checking your watch. You know, and it's not, you know, and that, and can you can you do okay doing that? Sure, you know, can you can you succeed a little bit? Yeah, probably. But you know, he 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 made the point of saying, you know, when I went out, I always practiced to dominate. I practiced to be the baddest sob out there. I practiced to be the absolute best at my craft every single time. And if you don't practice like that, like you don't have a purpose. Like what? Like if you're going to practice, you should have a purpose. And that purpose should be to get better and to dominate. And if it's not, if your practice, if your purpose of practicing is just we should practice or we have to practice, you're not getting anything out of it. Um, and I, th- I think that's something that needs to be needs to be kind of looked at too. Um, you know, you you can put in. There are teams that go and put in a 45 minute to an hour long practice certain days and get more out of it than a team that practices for three hours. Uh, I can tell you that I've been a coach on both teams. <laughs> I've been a player on both teams. I've been on both sides of that where we go and we go hard for 45 minutes to an hour and you get done and you're like, hell yeah, we rocked it. And there's other days you go out and you go for three hours and you're like, son of a pup, what are we doing? Uh, you know, and when you go for three hours, you feel like you didn't accomplish much. That's, that's, that's tough. You know, that's a tough look. Um, you know, outside of that, um, you know, that's where I'm going to wrap. Uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I have the ability to kind of spread my, you know, my good news to you guys and kind of, uh, you know, go out there. If anybody would like to be a guest on the show, I would love, love, love to have, uh, more people come on. I will be talking to a uh, longtime colleague and good friend, Dennis Crawley next week. Um, we'll be meeting up and kind of talking about his, his time in the game of baseball and his time with, both you know all the all the programs he's been around and you know some stuff that's going on with him personally if you haven't paid attention or you or you haven't seen this will be a good one for you guys to pay attention to and see if there's any way uh, potentially you guys could help out with coach Crawley and the fight that he is currently going through um you know I've had a couple people reach out and say just like hey what about this person that person uh and I've reached out to a few people and you know sometimes I hear back sometimes I don't but if you or someone you know would want to come on the show, I would love to have more guests. Uh, I'd love to have more people come in and talk to me and talk baseball with me and just, you know, whatever it may be, tell stories or, you know, talk about a specific topic. Uh, you know, if you've been on the show before, you know, I know um, I've had, uh, you know, had a couple repeat guests. I'd love to have more. Uh, anybody who wants to come on and talk the game with me, 
be more than happy to bring you in and, uh, and, and talk to you um, in any way about any topic at all. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, Tip of the Cap is part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, anywhere else you get your podcast awesomeness from. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Just search Tip of the Cap Podcast. We'll show up. Uh, you can like, follow, share, subscribe, any of that stuff. We're trying to be better about discussion posts and topics and stuff, uh, you know, and just trying to just trying to engage the baseball community more and more. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next week when I talk to Coach Crowley from DePew High School and Aces Baseball.